Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can My soul is thirsty this morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. I wake up and I say, Thank you, Father, for a brand new day. Thank you for brand new blessings this morning. Thank you for brand new grace this morning. Thank you because this is the day that you made. And Lord, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Father, we thank you for everything that brings us joy today. We thank you for the breath in our nostrils. We thank you for the gift of life this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to come into your presence. We thank you that we are able to worship you this morning. We thank you that we are able to cry out, Abba, Father, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. We thank you that we are able to worship and declare that you are Alpha and Omega. You are the Ancient of Days. You are Jesus Christ. We give you glory, precious Father. We give you glory, precious Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that as we read our Bibles this morning, and as we learn in your presence, that you will speak to us once again. Let your words fill our hearts. Grant us wisdom and understanding, and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to Devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayenike. We continue our reading, commentary, and study of the book of Matthew. We stopped yesterday on Matthew chapter 26, or we completed Matthew chapter 26 yesterday. I want to say a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. God bless you. God bless you. We read Matthew chapter 27 today, and we'll be uh, reading this chapter in the next two days. That's today and tomorrow. We'll read Matthew chapter 27. Remember that Jesus has just been sentenced to death, and we read also about the the denial of of Jesus by Peter. Um, Now, Judas, who was the one that betrayed that betrayed his his master, angst himself. So we see that in Matthew chapter 27. We also see the trial of Jesus before Pilate. He would ask, oh, I thought he had been sentenced to death. Yes, (laughs) the truth is uh, the Sahedrin does not have the power to sentence anyone to death. At this time, um, Israel was under was under occupation, if you want to call that, or the power, the reigning power at this time, was the Roman government. And so only the Roman government could sentence anyone to death. Okay, so in claiming that he was sentenced to death, um, they were just looking for an excuse. So they had to take him before Pilate, who was the governor, the Roman governor of 
of of um, I think overseeing Jerusalem, and then okay, he would be the one to sentence him to death. So we we'll see his trial before Pilate. We we'll see the soldiers mock Jesus, and I think that's where we'll stop today. Tomorrow we'll see the his crucifixion, and then his eventual death, his death and burial. If we can, okay, we we'll just we can go. We can take yes, we can take possibly take his crucifixion today. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read Matthew chapter twenty-seven. It says that very early in the morning, the leading, the leading priest and the elders of the people met again to lay plans for putting Jesus to death. Early in the, very early in the morning, in other words, his trial took place most likely through the night. The rooster would have crowed very early in the morning still very early in the morning they have they still had time for this they had time you know to come together to continue their plotting and their plans since very early in the morning the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay plans to lay plans for putting jesus to death they didn't have the power to put him to death only the roman government could do that but yes their plan was to accuse him before the roman government and then threaten, threaten the riots if the, if the governor objected. Verse 2 says, Then they bound him, led him away, and took him to Pilate, the Roman, the Roman governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. There are those who say the elders and the leading priests most likely lied to Judas. Now, that would have been very strange. They lied to him that possibly they just wanted to arrest him and questioned him, not that they were going to sentence him to death. But... Anyone who had been around Jesus, like Judas should have been around Jesus, would have realized that the leading priests and the elders have been jealous of Jesus for quite a while and they had been looking for a way to silence him. So to, to not anticipate this, uh, even if that is true, that he himself was misled, to not anticipate this, we haunt him for all of eternity. I'm sure Jesus, Judas is somewhere in hell right now. Um, okay, maybe not yet in hell. His judgment is still, is still to come. But he will spend all of eternity in hell because you will see that he hangs himself without repenting. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. He said, I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. This is not repentance. Aha. <laughs> This is, um, what will I, this is crocodile tears, <laughs> as we call it in our own palace here. He says, I have sinned. He declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care? They, re they, they retorted, that's your problem. Since then, Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. 
He did not repent before God. He did not ask God to forgive him. Or someone could say, how can we know? How can we know? Okay, so maybe at the judgment we would know for, for certain. Uh, but here, his statement was not a repentance to God. He was just uh, feeling remorseful and was crying crocodile tears. Okay, he was not uh, repenting to God. So he went out and hanged himself. The leading priest picked up the coins. Uh, it wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, since it was payment for murder. So you see, they knew that they were paying for murder. They were paying to kill Jesus. Okay. So after some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's feed and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. That is why the field is still called the field of blood. The field is still called the field of blood. This fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah that says they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price at which it was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field as the Lord, as the Lord directed. That's in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 6 to 9. But you also have that in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12, to, verse 12 and 13. Okay, so even in the sentence of Jesus to die, he was fulfilling prophecy. Uh, one of the prophecy that came, okay, at when he would be sentenced or he would be killed was that he was going to be sold for 30 pieces of silver and that that money was going to be used to to buy the potter's feed what coincidence but it is too much of a coincidence god was carefully outlining his plan his plan was taking place the devil did not know Verse 11 says, Now Jesus was standing. Let's read about Jesus' trial before Pilate. Jesus, now Jesus was standing before Pilate, uh, the Roman governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The, go the governor asked him. Jesus replied, You have said it. But when the leading priests and the elders made their accusation against him, Jesus remained silent. Uh, you see, they would have had to accuse him before Pilate and make it tenable okay at least they would have had to make a case remember that their own case the reason why they sentenced him was that he was claiming to be the son of god Pilate was not going to sentence him to death on that basis <laughs> and so the charge that had been brought before Pilate was that he was claiming to be the king of the jews that would have been that would have meant that it was leading an insurrection against the Roman government. On that basis, Pilate would have sentenced him to death. And that was why Pilate asked him, Are you the king, the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, You have said it. Okay, you didn't you didn't make your inquiries. Obviously, if you call your centurions here right now they would give in two seconds they will tell you if this person is, is is the king of the jews or has been leading an insurrection against us jesus replied you have said it verse 12 but when the leading priests and the elders made their accusation against him jesus remained silent 
Don't you hear all these charges they are bringing against you, Pilate demanded. But Jesus made no response of any of the charges made to the governor's surprise. Why? Because they would have had to accuse him that he was king of the Jews. What was he doing that proved that he was king of the Jews? Was he leading an insurrection? Was he gathering men? Were they gathering weapons? Were they causing riots everywhere? Were they leading riots in, in Judea, in Galilee? Were they, were they causing trouble everywhere? Okay, what accusation would they have been accusing him as the king of the Jews? And I'm sure that that was where they started. <laughs> that was where they started. Eventually, eventually, they will step up and really present the reason why they wanted him to be killed. They will tell Pilate himself, Ah, <laughs> you cannot release this man. He must be killed. So in verse 15, it says, Now it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd, anyone they wanted. And I remember when we did the Ammonite studies and we read the parallel, okay, so the, the crucifixion and all of these bits, you know, they run across all, all four, all four of the Gospels, okay? So you can... And, and I encourage you to read it because one of the things you would you would get is that you get a a clearer picture, a clearer picture of what is going on here. Okay, so Pilate knows that everything that they are doing was for show. This guy is not guilty, and so that was the reason why this verse fifteen came up that it was the custom each year during the Passover to release one prisoner to, to the crowd, anyone they wanted. And so they could have, the crowd, in other words, Pilate was going over the, the, the elders and the priests, was going directly to the people to find a way to release Jesus. He knew that they were making false accusations. He says this year there was a, a notorious prisoner, a man named Barabbas. Okay, so... As the crowd gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? He knew very well that the religious leader had arrested Jesus out of envy. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message. And when we did the parallel, we said, Only Matthew captures this, and it's fine, it's possible. Four people can be, can be capturing, writing about the same moment, writing about the same moment, and it's possible for each person to pick particular details. And this is one of the details that Matthew picks. He said his wife sent in this message, leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. She was saying, release him. Don't be part of his, 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 his killing. It's murder. Don't be part of it. Release him. She was telling him. The main why the leading priest. In other words, Pilate really wanted to release Jesus. Verse 20. Meanwhile, the leading priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. It wasn't too much time. Old. So they brought him early in the morning. 
when they first brought him, Pilate, if you read the parallels again, when Pilate first questioned him initially, when Pilate realized that he was from, he was from Galilee, Pilate sent him to Herod that morning. And so when Herod tried to question him and was not getting anything, being that he wanted to see him all this while, Herod sent him back, back to, to Pilate. And so in, within that time, realizing that their case was already falling apart and it, uh, it was very likely, okay, strategy, you see strategy, uh, they were strategizing. They knew that Pilate was going to ask to release a prisoner to them. They went into town, hmm? began to rent the crowd. And here you realize, I don't know, the same crowd that had been following him everywhere. The same crowd that had been eating, eating the bread and seeing all of his miracles. Okay, where were they? Where were that crowd? But the crowd that had been gathered at this time actually asked for Barabbas instead of Jesus. Anyway, we know, okay, that I said yesterday that the kingdom of darkness was walking tirelessly to see Jesus put to death, just like the kingdom of God, God also was walking. Okay, so why that? Maybe it was God walking that the people would not be around. Those who were around were those who demanded that Barabbas be released. Why? Because Jesus had to die on that cross. Since the leading priests and the elders had persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked again, which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted, shouted back barabbas pilate responded then what should i do with jesus who is called the messiah this is where i have a problem i have a problem with Paris. there was no need to ask them this question okay he could just easily send jesus back to the prison to wait for another opportunity they shouted back crucify him why why pilate demanded what crime has he committed but the mob roared even louder crucify him so this was their strategy they would begin the plans as if they were going to start a riot a riot in jerusalem would have put pilate in serious trouble hmm. pilate in serious trouble before caesar okay so pilate himself was careful was very careful the crowd roared back roared even louder crucify him pilate said uh, that he wasn't getting, when no, sorry, Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing, so he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands his hand before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, We will take responsibility for his death. Are you sure? People of Jerusalem, are you sure you will take responsibility for his death? He says, we will take responsibility for his death, we and our children. Hey! In fact, they were saying, his blood be on us and our children. Are you sure? See, so Pilate released, released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. Uh, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. If you read it like this, that's not the order, right? He had him flogged first before bringing him out before the crowd. Hoping that seeing him battered and bruised was going to be enough to, cause, to convince the crowd to take pity on him. But the crowd, ha, 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 no, they didn't. 
the crowd didn't. So like I said, Matthew in his writing, in the way Matthew writes, Matthew tended to summarize things. Okay? And so it always made it look as if Matthew was speaking from afar. And that's why you will see that oftentimes in the order in which Matthew puts things, okay, it's a bit sometimes slightly different from the way it should be, especially uh, the way Mark puts it. Now let's read the soldiers mocking Jesus. And some of the governor's soldiers took, took Jesus into their, into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wore, uh, they wore torn branches into, they, they wove torn branches into a crown and put it on his head and they placed a reed stick in in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews. Hey, they said, and they spit on him and grabbed the, the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Sadly, all right, so let's read a little bit about the crucifixion and we stop. Let's stop on verse 40 today. It says, along the way, they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene. And the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. Uh, the soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. Uh, after they had nailed him, so this is one of the accusations some Muslims accuse, accuse us of, but Jesus drank wine here. But I thought he promised at the <laughs> he promised at the, at the at the Passover meal or at the table, the last supper, that he was not going to drink wine like that again until they all arrived in the kingdom. You couldn't call this drinking wine. They offered him wine, and I'm, I'm not sure he even realized it was wine. I would have thought it was water if they were giving me. However, the, the, the correct statement is that Jesus was talking about that ceremony, okay? That ceremony where he calls his disciples together and then breaks bread in communion style with them he said he was not going to do it again until the kingdom was consummated to him. He says, uh, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. 35. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. They gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. They, then they sat around and kept guard as he, as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head, announcing the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. Hallelujah. Let's stop here today. You know, I, 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 I see respect to Jesus. And we're going to say thank you, Jesus, this morning for dying on the cross for us. Because if I was the one on that cross, I would have come down. He, he could easily come down from the cross and get back on the cross 
if he wanted to, only that if he came down, of course, that would have been the end because he would not have died for us. You know, but these people here said, let his blood be on us. What tragedy for the people of Jerusalem and for the nation of Israel. Let his blood be on us. But my faith, my emphasis this morning is that Jesus died for us. Are you not grateful? Are you not grateful this morning that his sacrifice is the payment, the atonement for our sins? And that because of his sacrifice, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, Satan has been silenced, sin has been silenced, the grave has been silenced. Will you lift up your voice this morning and say thank you, Jesus? Jesus, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for praising everything and for dying on the cross for us. We are grateful, Lord, this morning. We do not take for granted that it was a huge sacrifice. We are grateful this morning. Father, be glorified forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.